Good day. Happy Friday. Welcome in. It is the Bill Michaels show. I am Ben Kenny sitting across from me. Zach Heilprin. Bill off today. I'll be back four to six as well. Uh, Zach, I've probably seen too much of you uh, for your liking. No doubt. I was going to say you don't want to. I've got to hurt. You don't you don't you don't want me here. Uh, well, no, you were, you, you were go handling your stuff. I no, I think from your perspective, I can, I can definitely see hanging out with me for too long. We did four hours yesterday. We're back today. Uh, no games to directly talk about in the last 24 hours though. Tonight, like the, the sports cornucopia is beginning. We're starting to get the, what do you watch on television? Do you watch the Packers third stringers or do you watch the Brewers in the late innings? Why not both? I, I or both or both. It's one of those. I uh, which do you have more faith in actually bringing you genuine entertainment and happiness? Uh, that could be another conversation for after we see what happens tonight. But it is game day, I guess. Yes, it is game day. First time since January. I didn't really prepare anything specific to get people pumped up for game day, given it's a it's a pre game day. Why are you betting on it? Uh, I do have a best bet for the game. The Packers 49ers tonight Packers plus two and a half. The over under is set at 33 and a half Jordan love versus Trey Lance. There's some funny memes going around. Jordan love is trending. There's some funny memes of uh, two uh, average looking people and saying, oh, this is Jordan love versus Trey Lance tonight. (laughs) Uh, Yes. We talk about bets. The Baltimore Ravens, right? Immortal. Immortal. Like, that's a guaranteed lock. They were, what, two and a half or three and a half? I don't know, whatever it was. Three. Said, take it. That's the only game. That's the only preseason game I would bet on because they were a guaranteed win in the preseason. They have not lost in like five years in the preseason, six years in the preseason. Absolute money. I did not take it. They did win. I saw some comments afterwards from players, uh, mostly younger ones, that said, this is why we have a winning culture because we have not lost a preseason game in six years. So that happens. The Ravens beat the Titans last night. The Giants beat the Patriots. We'll do the whole preseason overreaction thing coming up in a bit. Uh, There's some storylines to come out. Young quarterbacks at play. Maybe a preview of what we see tonight with Jordan Love. In terms of my best bet for tonight, I'll just give it to you off the top. I think I love the under. 33 and a half. God, these unders are so, like, just absolutely depressing. Absolutely depressing with some of this stuff. They're very low. Uh, From where I stand, it's one of those with Lance and Love in the game, they might score. But then afterwards in the second half, I just don't see how the team score points with Danny Etling and and company. I don't Oh, Nate Sudfeld for the Niners at quarterback or former, former, former Philadelphia Eagle and Indiana Hoosier. Uh, And they have Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant. The final pick of the NFL draft, which should have gone to another quarterback. Instead, they chose Brock <laughs> Purdy. So we'll see Lance. We'll see Sudfeld. Who's we'll that, see Purdy. Who's the quarterback it should have gone to? Uh, Jack Cohn. He is also playing uh, tomorrow for the Indianapolis Colts or it, l- likely will play. Can you please use his name properly? It's undrafted quarterback Jack Cohn. Yeah, uh, he's on the Colts. <laughs> He'll play tomorrow. So I, I think I like the under in this game in terms of excitement. We've talked a lot about which players we're most excited to see. And the conversation starts and stops with Jordan Love, obviously. And then there's the Romeo Dobbs in the mix. Uh, There's the running back room. There's the offensive line. I wanted to start today with, we'll talk a lot about Love today, and rightfully so. 
But which new Packer, which new addition to this team, whether it's a rookie or a signing or whatever, are we most excited to watch tonight? I mean, it's got to be Romeo Dobbs, doesn't it? That's the only, isn't that the only guy that, uh, that, that stands out? I shouldn't say that. Obviously, Quay Walker, Devontae Wyatt, assuming they are going to play, which I believe they are, they're both intriguing to, to watch. But Romeo Dobbs is the one that's been generating all the buzz. The lone, or the, I think the two practices I went up there, he stood out, stood out throughout the offseason, uh, the OTAs and that type of thing. Let's see what it looks like in a game. Because that's all that matters. It doesn't really matter what you look like in practice. you got to do it in a game. And Romeo Dobbs, what he's done in practice has been awesome. Let's see it carry over the game, even if it is Jordan Love, right? Well, I would even say it's a game with Love where we don't know what Rodgers will do. He, like, I could see a scenario where after this season he says, you know, I'll retire. And then you have to move forward with either Love or another quarterback. But it could be the Love-Dobbs duo that could be the face of this Packers offense plus the running game going forward. I could also see a scenario where Rodgers sticks around for two to three more years, and then you don't see that come to fruition. But sitting here today with what to watch, the fact that it's Love and Dobbs, I think makes me more interested in it because if it looks great, then you kind of get a glimpse at the future and you feel better. Aaron Rodgers for another three or four years. Uh, what kind of girlfriend is he dating? Oh, God. In 2027. That's that's a terrific question. 2020, 2026. 20, I mean, how crazy is she? I, like, as we talked about yesterday, he's kind of when he's ticked down the list here. It's uh, it's the woman that the women that he's dated have gotten crazier as he's gone along here. As he's gotten older, they've gotten crazier. I don't know. I, I feel like that's dangerous speculation. I'm also not as well versed <laughs> in pop culture, so I can't go find. But like blue, I, I had never heard of her before he started dating her. So. No. But I don't have any. I don't have examples off the top of my head of uh, oh. ones that would surpass her on the uh, batting the eye scale. I mean, it, it would take. I think it's significant. It would be significant. It would. Uh, it, it would. So yeah, that could happen. But yeah, Romeo Dobbs is my number one. I think the conversation could start there. We've talked a lot about the offensive line. The one to me in terms of new additions is Zach Tom, and he likely won't start right with Jake Hansen and Royce Newman forming the right side of the line. Uh, in light of the two tackles, uh, Jenkins, Bakhtiari, not obviously playing. So Tom is the, uh, taking aside the hype around Dobbs, in terms of pure, like, what is going to affect this team's performance this year more than anything, I think Zach Tom's my guy. And how much will I see? I I have no idea. It's the offensive line. But I I test-wise, I just want to see what he looks like out there. Because if he looks great, then you could feel better about, one, the depth, but two, if the tackles move along slower than expected, that could end up, you know, boating well. I just don't think Royce Newman's a tackle. I don't think he's a tackle. I know he's got, obviously, he's worked there in, in training camp. He's also worked at right guard where he a ton, played a ton last year. I don't think he's a tackle. Uh, I think he's going to end up just being a guard. And so Zach Tom, come opening day, potentially could be that guy at right tackle. Yeah, there are two avenues to go down. And I was talking about this earlier this week. There's either... Royce Newman at right guard and Tom at right tackle. This is if Yash Nyman goes into left Which with will. Bakhtiari and Jenkins yeah. not playing yet. In terms of week one, if both of those guys are out, right. there is the Newman at right guard, Tom at right tackle, or Jake Hansen, who is the backup center as well, at right guard and Newman at right tackle. You like the Tom at right tackle more? I do. I do. I, I, I think Royce Newman's a right guard, or a guard, I should say, and I think Jake Hansen's a center. I don't know Jake Hansen... <clears throat> I don't think he can. I'm surprised he's still on the roster at this point. Uh, I know he was a draft pick. He has not played uh, at all. But I, 
the, the returns aren't early returns, not even early returns, just the returns on him uh, haven't been ideal. So I think you go right Royce Newman at right guard and, and Zach Tom at right tackle, assuming he's ready. If he's not ready, he's not ready. But we've seen other guys step in, whether it's Elton Jenkins or David Bakhtiari, uh, Josh Myers playing. They don't have a problem playing rookies if they're ready. They've shown that uh, along the offensive line. And Zach Tom appeared uh, to this point to be a little bit uh, ready. Again, no one on the offensive line has, has been great in training camp. They've gotten abused by the Packers defense front seven. I certainly don't think they're going to be the only offensive line to get abused by the Packers front seven this year, but um, it's tonight will be a big, will be an interesting one for sure. A uh, few other guys that I'm interested in watching Samari Toure. Yeah. Another guy who, who I love. Yeah, I know you do. And you can guess why. Cause he went to Nebraska. Yep. So you have Samari Toure, Danny Davis, who has turned some heads of late, the former Wisconsin wide receiver. How awesome of a story would that be if he makes the roster? And for those guys, a lot of it will be based on special teams. If they're not going to compete for snaps, it's what can you bring on the special team side of the ball. But how great of a story would it be, especially for those of us who cover the Wisconsin program closely, where we saw flashes, like he had a good career, but there were probably moments where you wanted a little bit more, and then the health was also an issue. If he just bursts onto the scene and makes an NFL roster. Yeah, I think it's still he's still a long shot at this point, but it would be great. It would be an amazing story. I think he's a little bit of a long shot. Uh, I feel like most of the guys I'm interested to see is, are the wide receivers that are actually going to play tonight. Uh, you could throw Amari Rodgers in there as well because uh, he's had a nice camp, but it's one of those things where can you see it on the field? Because people, I think a lot of people think he's already a bust, which I completely disagree with he was yeah he, he is he being was, slept on yeah he was he was kind of buried last year I don't know exactly where the people thought he was going to jump who he was going to jump at that point when he brought Randall Cobb in to go along with Lazard uh, MVS and, and Devontae Adams I don't know where those opportunities were going to come and his the few opportunities he did get were not ideal well they thought as a rookie that he would come in and be Randall Cobb already well they didn't I think the people outside right did the other thing was you were hoping he was going to be able to step in and be the punt returner and he was just not um, you couldn't trust him back there to catch yeah. the ball. So the, the, he's another one of those guys. And then, yeah, you mentioned the running back room. No A.J. Dillon, no a, uh, Aaron Jones tonight. Tyler Goodson. Yes, Come 100%. I want to start the Tyler Goodson hype machine before he plays tonight because there are a bunch of guys battling for that spot. And we'll talk specifically about the all the position battles and who we'll see specifically in the game tonight uh, coming up in a little bit. But when you look at running back, you have Patrick Taylor, you have Dexter Williams. They'll play tonight, likely. And then you have Goodson. And I am I'm fine going out on the limb. He is a guy that can fill in as a, a scat. He, he's a good receiving back. I don't think he got a real shot at Iowa to really go off. Like last year, his stats look good. But as I've said, Iowa was so predictable in everything they did that when they ran him up the middle on first and 10, he, he was just faced with 15 defenders and never really stood a chance to do much. So I, I like him a lot as a player. I'm saying all that to, to conclude. Uh, so I'm down to start the, the Tyler Goodson hype machine if he comes out and, and shows out with love there. Well, he's also a guy that can catch the ball out of the backfield. I mean, yeah. He had 31 catches last year. He had over close to 1,400 yards from scrimmage for an Iowa offense that was, I, I think it's being fair to say, not great. Atrocious. Okay, okay. All right. Cool. All right. Painful uh, to watch. Yeah. So he was really good. And in eight games, you know, as a in twenty twenty, he really stood out too. He averaged over five yards a carry for uh, an Iowa offense that was a little bit better in twenty twenty when, when they the, had Mark when they had uh, the guy that's uh, with the Vikings now. 
the Smith Marset offensive line was a lot better then, no doubt. Yeah, so and that helped. I, there are a lot of interesting storylines and a lot of interesting guys that I think people should be excited to see tonight. Even though you're not going to be seeing pretty much any of the the veteran starters. Yeah, uh, other guys you kind of hinted at them, but I'm very excited to watch the rookies on defense. Like the Devontae trade happened, it was the story of the offseason. And I was happy with how they attacked the draft and what they got out of it. So now we get to really see for the first time Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt. Hopefully he had missed practice with a concussion. So I don't know if he'll be available. I hope he is. But to watch those two first round picks out there, because I maybe this is me as, as a jaded, like growing up for a while back home in they just would not draft the players from national champions and the winning teams. They'd go to like the big 12 and the pac 12 to find guys. Some of them worked out, but recently they've said, you know, let's actually start drafting the players from the great teams like Devonte Smith. And, and now they got two guys from Georgia uh, on that defense as well. I love when you see a defense that's that next level, all time good that Georgia had getting two of its best players in the first round it kind of gives you security that, okay, like they've done it at that level already. They're going to come in and be studs. So I'm really excited to watch them. Well, I mean, Brian Gutekunst has kind of gone that same path the last two years. Yeah. I mean, obviously getting Eric Stokes and then Quay Walker and, um, and Devontae Wyatt. Like, I mean, they're, yeah. Yeah, Quay Walker, I'm more excited to watch than Wyatt, first off, because I love how he fits into that linebacking core potentially, where instead of – him coming in and having to do everything uh, and maybe be a quarterback, you have Devondre Campbell there. So to me, that just means all season, Quay Walker is going to be free. He's going to be able to roam. Uh, and that, because of his speed and athleticism, that's just, it screams playmaker. And also they have barely used any of their six defensive back package. They've been able to keep, they keep him on the field, him and Devondre Campbell. Like that was never the case. They barely ever had two inside linebackers on the field when they went to their sub packages. They could do that extensively if he's if he's going to be ready, and we'll see if that's the case, uh, what he looks like on the field. But if he's ready and you're able to keep him on the field, it, it just makes you so much stronger in the run game uh, when teams try and get you in, into their sub packages. 877-867-1670. We are talking Packers preseason today. They are in action. Uh, the game is on local television. You could find it. It will also be on the NFL Network, and then Packers.com has it streaming tonight, I believe, as well. So many ways to watch the Packers play. You can pull them up on the computer, have the Brewers up on the television. A massive, possibly season-defining series coming up for the Milwaukee Brewers this weekend. We will talk a lot about that as well. It's Ben Kenny and Zach Heilprin in for Bill Michaels. More coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back in. It is the Bill Michael Show. 877-867-1670 is the number to get a hold of the program. Packers tonight against the 49ers. We'll hear a bit from Kyle Shanahan coming up later of maybe what to see on the other side of the football. Uh, all indications are it seems like they might be playing more starters or more, uh, you know, close to starting guys than the Packers are. Uh, there was some clips that I talked about with Mike Clemens last night, Zach, about Jimmy Garoppolo. 
and how uh, he is on the roster, but he, he's listed fourth or fifth on the depth chart. And they asked Shanahan whether he had an iPad or whether he was like doing stuff. And he said, no, nothing. He's just, he's on the roster cause he has to be and on the depth chart cause he has to be. So that's kind of a mess. That's a weird mess there. Well, I mean, it's, he's not a part of the team, but he's a part of the team. He's on the team, but he's not a part of it. Yes. Yeah. Is the best way to say it. I, I, I mean, I know you want to move on with, with Trey Lance. I get that. Um, it just feels weird that nobody will take him off your hands. Yeah. I, we saw we saw at least one potential report of the Browns perhaps looking into him. Saw that if, yesterday. If Deshaun Watson is unable to play, which I firmly believe will be the case uh, by the time this thing is all done. Are we still thinking Deshaun Watson's going to play tonight? Is he still? Uh, all indications are yes. But okay. as you said yesterday, intelligently, that could be, you know, Deshaun's going to play, so suspend him now so we can be done with this crap. I think it's, Yeah, I think it's pushing their hand here a little bit. I, the NFL does not want Deshaun Watson on the field tonight. I just, I just can't imagine they want him to see him out there tonight, especially if he's going to be – there's just no way Roger Goodell is going to allow that. It just seems so bad to, yeah. to allow it if you're going to be suspending him for a year. The game is not nationally broad. I, none of these are nationally broadcast. Some of them are on NFL Network. Right. But Browns-Jaguars is not one of the NFL Network games. So uh, maybe that could play in, but yeah, I don't think so. It's a weird, it's a weird feel if he does go out there and play. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we can get to this now. Deshaun, uh, there was a report yesterday, last night that he would, uh, came out and so proudly said, I would accept an eight game suspension and a $5 million fine. Oh, good job. Which thanks Deshaun. Thank Uh, you. Yeah. uh, Many points made. It seems like very little and very late. Uh, in the grand scheme of all of it, uh, Mike Florio wrote this. Uh, he said the league can can't turn back now, not after the commissioner used words like egregious and predatory when discussing Watson two days ago. A negotiated compromise that would result in Watson missing only two more games than the judge had imposed likely will not fly in the court of public opinion. Thus, probably won't fly with the league. And then the second paragraph, I think, is the big one here. Besides, at some point, this isn't about Deshaun Watson. It's about the next Watson. It's about sending a clear message to any player accused of wrongdoing in the future that it's always better to take your reckoning as early as possible, avoiding months of bad press and countless hours of work to prove something that a player should have just admitted to having done. He still hasn't admitted to it, though. He's not. He still hasn't said that he did anything wrong. Why are you offering up eight games and $5 million if you didn't do anything wrong? He just wants it to be swept under the rug and everyone acts like it doesn't happen. We should have done that a year and a half ago. Right. Uh, Yeah, it's one of those. He clearly did something wrong. He the in the NFL sees that we all see that. It is what it is, and he's gonna have to he's gonna have to own it now. Yeah, from the NFL's perspective, I mean, he's made them look horrible, just dragging all of this out, not admitting to anything, and then now screaming back to them with, "I'll accept, you know, two games more." Whoa, just to be able to go back on the field. Had he, in the very beginning, done more of a of a a reckoning and you know uh, admitted to everything and worked to make it right, then the NFL would be in a different spot because the PR would look different as opposed to him deny, 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 and now I want to play. Yeah, so. yeah. Just, the timing on it just doesn't look great. Yeah, and given in the past with Goodell, and you look at the Ray Rice situation, where after he suspends him, the video comes out, given in the past the public court of public opinion has not been fond of how he's handled these situations, I could see him erring more on the side of 
give him more games, be hard on a year, and then afterwards you, you move forward, you set the precedent, and then as more things come down the road, that's how you deal with it as opposed to kind of taking the lighter route here because people have gotten on Goodell in the past for suspensions and lack thereof. But also a little bit too much as well, right? The People still upset with him about Tom Brady being suspended for four games. Are we talking about right. off-the-field stuff or on-the-field stuff? Well, I would think more in the off-the-field, off the yeah. like Ray Rice and uh, Kamara right now is dealing with it as well, though a much different situation there. The Brady thing was weird because the people mad about the suspension didn't think he did anything wrong, and that that was more on-the-field competitive stuff compared to crimes or alleged crimes. Yes, yeah. So, uh, yeah, interesting. It looks like we will uh, still see Deshaun Watson play tonight unless uh, today feels like a day given him saying last night he'd accept eight games and a $5 million fine. He's going to be playing tonight. Today does feel like the day, if any, that the NFL comes down and says it's a year. And it's also a Friday. Right. News dump <laughs> Friday, Friday news dump in the middle of August. Whereas, you know, obviously we're focused on football and all that stuff, but a lot of people are not. And, uh, you know, it's still baseball season for a lot of people. I don't know who those people are, but they're, they're Me. still baseball. Oh, my bad. That's because your Phillies have all of a sudden caught fire a little bit. And yeah. You're all, yeah. They still haven't made the playoffs. The Brewers have a season-defining season, lifetime, right? season series yeah, this no, weekend. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But a lot of people, I, I feel like it could potentially, potentially get swept uh, off the front page very quickly if they were to do it on a Friday. When did the Sue Robinson decision, the judge's decision come out? Didn't it come out on like the morning of a Tuesday? I remember it coming down during the week, which I kind of found odd. Well, she, I mean. Oh, they did it. The, that's what they, they news dumped it. What she had said the minute that the trade deadline was going on in baseball, the minute Juan Soto got traded to the Padres, then the headline dropped. That's the NFL. That's the NFL for you. That's how they operate. They want to dominate the news cycle, but only with the positives. Except when they don't. Yes. Uh, And and then obviously there is the uh, Dan Snyder commander situation. I've been following closely the Dan Snyder yacht tracker on Twitter. Okay. uh, Because for weeks when he was evading the subpoena, I think is the wrong word. I don't know the legal things of whether he had to go do it, but he was subpoenaed. He was in Italy, and he was traveling around it, on work business, quote-unquote. I think avoiding is a very good word there. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Avoiding being served? Yes. So I, I believe he's set to testify sometime in the future, but that situation's still going on. Uh, it's Yeah, the headlines are swirling. Uh, the NFL definitely excited to get back to games, right? And we're also, one of my favorite times of year uh, is these three weeks, especially week three of the preseason where – the starters all play a series. And putting putting aside all of the uh, all of the headlines with Watson and Goodell and stuff, I love the moment when I turn on a game and I'm like, "Oh, Juju Smith Schuster's on the Chiefs," you know, where where those light bulbs pop off because oh, it's yeah. it's going to happen a lot. Allen Robinson, oh, he's on the Rams. Where where in the world did that come from? Then you see MVS out there on the Chiefs. I, I like that the realization moment because we remember when all those moves happened. I still. Haven't seen Russell Wilson play as a Bronco, which is going to be weird. Matt Ryan as a Colt. So I, I'm excited for these weeks because you see those those stories start to form. How long does your focus, though, stay? Is it is like one or two plays that you need to see those guys there? Or On the it, preseason? Yeah. Oh, most of the time, I'm not watching every preseason game to see it, but I see a highlight or I see a clip on Twitter of them doing something. And maybe the third week, I'll pay attention a bit. 
my my attention when it comes to the Packers, like watching tonight's game, I'll watch as long as Jordan Love is in the game, most likely. Okay. And then afterwards, I'll probably turn it off, switch back to the Brewers, depending on how that game's going. So, yeah, I like, there's a lot we could take from when Danny Etling comes in and you see the backups out there. Uh, Tyler Goodson might play in the second half or third stringers that are battling to make the roster. But when it comes to what actually makes me interested in the game, aside from the information we'll get, and we'll get it from Mike Clemens and the writers and everything, it's once Jordan Love goes out of the game, it's likely turn the dial for me. So are the Eagles in your purview tonight as well? Uh, I think they play tomorrow. Oh, they play tonight. Yeah. 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 They might be a three screen Friday. Okay. No, no, I don't. You don't care. I don't care about that game at all. All right. It's not important. There's no backup out there getting ready to play. Yeah, but I mean, is is uh, your guy playing? Is the starter playing? Is uh, yeah, is for he? a series, for a series or two. Okay. You know, I is did long term starter there. No, okay. I've gone to one preseason game in my life. It was 2015 or 2016, Eagles versus the Colts in Philly, and that was when I think it was Chip Kelly. It was almost definitely Chip Kelly signed Tim Tebow to be a third string quarterback slash tight end slash special teamer. Didn't even know he was on the Eagles ever for a preseason. Okay. And I have never seen a stadium more electric during the preseason than when Tim Tebow ran out on the field and he was horrible. That man is a waste of a roster spot. Anytime any he, on any roster. And then he gets, he, you know, what he throws one good pass his entire career. And it's a, it's a walk off winner against he was wide open. It was a little slant to Demarius Thomas. Takes it to the house. She's it's the Tanner like, Morgan special. I mean, it's like, what? <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, awesome. A first-round pick for that guy? Yeah. Josh McDaniels? Really? Oof. Uh, he also has always had the slowest. He is the reason that, for me, lefty quarterbacks, except for the outliers like Michael Vick, don't really pass the eye test because the delivery is so – it feels slow and weird. Like, I like – I Tua in college was – Crazy good, surrounded by the best receiving core I've ever seen. But I still, there was part of me that was like, like the, the delivery just feels a little weird there. Uh, this year, you'll see him, if you're a college football fan, Dylan Gabriel at Oklahoma, transferred from UCF. A lot of stats at UCF. Figures to have Oklahoma in the mix to win the Big 12. But I don't know. When I watch him, it's Tim Tebow ruined lefty quarterbacks for me. It wasn't Alex Hornibrick that ruined lefty quarterbacks for you? Well, Tebow was before. I know, but so that he ruined it before Alex Hornibrook. So, like, when Alex Hornibrook was playing, That's why like, Hornibrook never passed like, the eye test. You're like, eh. Yeah. It's just, it, it doesn't look was, good, even right? Was, even when he's tearing Michigan State up in his first start, you're like, eh. Even nope, the Orange Bowl, do when it. he throws four touchdowns, it just doesn't do it for me. Or completes, like, the most passes and consecutive passes against BYU. Ooh. And, and wins. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, nope. Nothing? Doesn't do it for me. Right. So, thank you, Tim Tebow, for that. I have to say that with the caveat, though, of like Michael Vick and the outliers that are clearly, you know, all time great quarterbacks. Then Steve I will. Young. Yes. Uh, then those guys are different. But when it comes to Dylan Gabriel, at Oklahoma, Tua especially, and then Tebow, I'm out. All right. I'm out. Eight, seven, seven, eight, six, seven, sixteen, seventy. A lot more chatter to come. Packers preseason tonight. How are you watching it? Are we going Packers on one screen, Brewers on the other? Are we switching back and forth? Are you only in it to see love can call in? We'll take your calls coming up next and get more into the position battles. We are watching tonight when the Packers and Niners take the field. I'm Ben Kenny. He is Zach Heilprin. We're in for Bill Michaels. 
covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. It is the Bill Michaels Show. I'm Ben Kenny. He is Zach Heilprin. He is on Twitter at Zach Heilprin. I am at Ben Z Kenny. Coming up uh, next hour, there is an article on ESPN about the college football coaching carousel. And as you would expect, Jim Leonard, in terms of potential guys who could be the next head coaches, Jim Leonard's always mentioned, but some interesting wording used there. We'll talk about that coming up in the next hour, as well as the Brewers. Uh, today, Zach, importantly, I saw this when I woke up today. Today is TJ Edwards' birthday, former Badger, uh, Eagles inside linebacker. More importantly, today is Mike Gundy's 55th birthday. Do you know what that means? He's a man, plus 15 years. This means that 15 years ago uh, in September, so in about a month, but it's already been 15 years that this happened. Where are we at in society today? Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm not a, I'm not a kid. Write something about me or our coaches. Don't write about a kid that does everything right, that's hearts broken, and then say that the coaches said he was scared. That ain't true. I can't wait until I'm 40 and I can... Uh, come on, and it'll be true. I'll say I, I'm a man. I don't think I think uh, don't wish away your youth. Okay, I'm I gonna, can. Uh, let's let's let's. You can wait until you're. 40. I can wait until I'm forty, but I'm excited to say to to, to go in any setting and say this. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm forty. Yeah, that's literally the only good, <laughs> good. thing about being forty is to be able to say that. Like. I, there's very little else that's that's good about being the age of 40. What I'll get myself like a nice grill or something for Father's Day or a nice whatever. Grill? Like you have to wait till you're 40 to get a grill? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's a very significant time where a new grill is bought. Maybe. Uh, yeah, like you came into a little bit of money at 40. Like all of a sudden, and that's where you're going to just break it out. Yeah. You work in radio, so that's probably not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. Right? Uh, no, you got to get a sponsorship for a grill. That's right. What, that's what you need to do. Well, and they'll just give you one. If Bill is, uh, Bill's great at a lot of things. If he is great at one thing, is I, a lot of the sponsorships directly affect his life positively. Yes. With windows and doors and RV deals and uh, quick trip gas. Like he's, he's done it right when it comes to being yeah. sponsored by things he needs in his life. Right. Like, yeah, just get sponsored by life's essentials. Right. That's, that's, that's all you need. Yeah, uh, I don't know if a grill's in, included in that. I would. I don't think it is. No, that's no. kind of that's kind of a miss on his part. That's a little bit of a blind spot there. Well, I, I mean, I I'm clearly young and don't know enough about this, but I feel like when you have one, then you have one. Like if you're sponsored by a grill company, are you getting a new one every year? Yes, it's kind of like a car. It's like new versions every. Do year. people get new grills every year? If you have a sponsorship with a grill, yes, you could get a new grill every. But year. But do you need one every year? Do you need a new car every year? Uh, not at all. That's why I won't be sponsored by a car company. You would take a you would take a new car. Well, I would here. take it because I mean, in terms of monetary value, it, it works. But I don't. I, I don't know. I'm more traditional. I like. <laughs> I love Volvos. I I just want a certain type of Volvo. I, I don't need a new one. I just need, you know, the same one. You uh, sound like a forty year old more so than 
you act. I've I've been told that. I shouldn't say act. You sound and act like a 40-year-old more so than your age is it gives you because you're what, 23? 23. 24, 20, yeah, so uh, you, you act more like that type of person than, than you actually, I mean, you're not that far away at yeah, this point. I've been told that. Uh, but 15 years, uh, I mean, it's one of those deals where, one, number one, he's still at Oklahoma State, which is remarkable. How, how much longer does that last if, like, Oklahoma State's in the Big 12 by themselves? Like, they're the premier program in the Big 12 now, aren't they, as soon as Oklahoma and, and uh, them, Texas leave? Baylor. Eh. But it's it's them, too. And yeah. then it, it depends how you view the Texas, like the TCU, I which has view, been quite good. But I don't view them as a brand. Uh, Cincinnati, I guess, is moving into being a brand. But I you're guess. right. They're, they are brandless. While Luke Fickle is there, they're a brand. Like, they're not going to be a brand when he leaves, just right. like they weren't a brand when uh, Brian Kelly left. Right. So, yeah, they, they are the brand. How long does he stay? I kind of like a, a lifetime well, deal. Well, I mean, he's 55 now. So yeah. And the only reason I know that is because... It's been 15 years since he said he was 40. So I assume he's 55 at this point. Yeah, that's and, uh, 55th birthday today. Yeah. Oh, okay, good. 55th birthday. So, I mean, how much longer are you going to coach? That's a good question. I mean, say, people don't really realize how old Saban is. He's a different breed, though, too. He is like, a different he's, breed. He's a different dude. But what if, like, what if there's a world where Nick Saban wins the natty this year and then retires? I could see it. College football is different because also he's one of the guys, Dabo's another, that I, we saw it with Jay Wright. I'm not going to bring up the former Duke head coach because that's a different scenario. But the new age of college sports, which is undoubtedly different from what it was, is definitely a different experience for coaches. Some of them embrace like Mel Tucker at Michigan State, all into the portal, uh, NIL, everything. And for the old guys that have been, I mean, uh, Nick Saban, greatest college football coach of all time, I could see this new age kind of wearing on him more that he's a older and B has, he's found success in every era, the ground and pound, like out physical each other era, the spread it all out era. He, he's succeeded wh- whenever, wherever, but I could see this new era, maybe pushing him out a little earlier. Well, yeah, I think I would agree with that. We have kind of seen like in college basketball for sure. Like, do you think coach K or Roy Williams are, are quit are stepping away if, it's still the old world of college basketball. Or Jay Wright. Or Jay Wright, for that matter. Like, I don't do, think they do. I don't think they do either. But you think back, you said 55. Barry Alvarez retired from a, as a football coach when he was 58. Huh. Done at 58. And now, you know, Gundy's 55. And now, obviously, 58 back then, even though it was only 20 years ago, a little less than 20 years ago, a little bit different than 55 now. Saban is 70 years old. Yeah. She's crazy. Yeah. And and he's still, I mean, top of his game. For sure. Elite stuff. Interesting. 877-867-1670. A lot more to come today. We mentioned we'll talk about Jim Leonard and the college football coaching carousel. Some interesting words used by ESPN. We will talk more about Packer position battles coming up here tonight against San Francisco. And then Brewers Cardinals series starting this weekend. Brewers a halfback of St. Louis after they lost to Colorado last night. Tonight, Eric Lauer, Jordan Montgomery, that game 7-15, I believe, uh, is when the first pitch is scheduled for. I mentioned this last segment. I'm going to play it now, but we're talking about the the mess of the 49ers. I, maybe it's not a mess because they're set with Trey Lance, but the weirdness of Jimmy G still being on their team but not really being a part of anything. This was Kyle Shanahan talking about that situation. On that, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo is a fourth quarterback listed 
has he even been issued an iPad? Does he watch film? Does he have the playbook? No. I'm sure he does at home. I mean, we haven't given new, new playbooks out this year yet. But, I mean, he's not in meetings. He's not doing all that stuff. So he's um, just doing what I said he's been doing. But, yeah, I think if he's on the depth charts, because you have to be. You know, I think all 90 guys on our roster do. We have 91, actually. Is there interest? Is there trade? I know you're coaching the team here, but is there trade discussions happening right now with, with Jimmy? Uh, I believe I believe that goes on with his agents, and um, but none that I hear of. That's Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> that That's weird. Does he have a playbook? Does he watch film? Is he in the meetings? No. No. Very odd. And I looked it up. Jimmy Garoppolo set to make... 24 million this year. The cap hit is 27 million. Uh, the dead cap, if he's cut, is 2 million. I don't know exactly how that works with the dates and when he is due that money, but whichever team, if it's the Browns who trade for him, you would think they wouldn't trade for him until the Watson suspension comes down, though, right? Yeah, right. So perhaps tonight. I, so I guess that whole domino effect is all waiting on uh, on what the NFL decides with Watson. But if the Browns make that deal, they are not paying Watson really anything this season. So monetary-wise, they could do it. I don't get what happens with Jimmy G then. Does he become their backup long-term? For $24 million? No. I mean, like his when? how much longer is his deal? His contract expires after this season. Yeah, so he becomes a free agent and perhaps finds another team. Yeah. He, he gets his time with the Browns a year potentially to start if right. Deshaun Watson's gone for a year. And then maybe he plays himself into another contract or maybe he plays himself into being out of the league. I don't know which one's more likely. They're probably uh, playing himself out of the league, but it's possible he could find himself in it with a new contract with a new team. I wouldn't be totally sure that he even starts. Oh, he's starting over Jacoby Brissett. Him versus Brissett. He's yes. making all the money, but I think that's more of a battle than like, it you could don't, look you like. Don't, no, you don't sign him if he's not starting. Well, you, s- you sign him to have more than one name in there where they can battle for the position. But they already have a big name on that, on uh, like behind those guys. Right? But he won't be playing all year. It's interesting. Yeah. That's a mess. When we talk about the Niners, not a mess. They're kind of set for the future. They just have to deal Jimmy G. The Browns, they are the honorary mess uh, next to the Washington Commanders. 877. And the Detroit Lions. Uh, speaking of the Lions, how dare you? <laughs> I have a best bet for tonight. Ooh. We'll talk about the Packers. We'll talk about what I like in that game, the odds for it. Preseason in general, week one. I have a best bet. I'll tell it to you next. Ben Kenny and Zach Heilprinen for Bill Michaels. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, a training camp update. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. It's the Packers and the 49ers. 7.30 tonight, coverage on the Packers TV network. A big night for Packers first-round pick Jordan Love. Does the third-year quarterback feel he has something to prove tonight? Always. You know, I always think I have something to prove. Like I said, it's the NFL. I think everybody has something to prove when they get out here. Just to, you know, have a reason of why you're here and, you know, why you should stay here. So, uh, yeah, I definitely have something to prove. And I'm... That's my goal is to show that during preseason. A number of Packers veterans on offense and defense will not play so that Matt LaFleur can get a good look at some of the rookies, like wide receiver Romeo Dobbs and the inside linebacker from Georgia, Quay Walker. LaFleur on what the mindset should be for the rookies in their first NFL game. At the end of the day, it is football. So I think if you can approach it the same way, whether it's a game, whether it's practice, I think you're going to have 
go out there and, and play to your ability and, and stay more composed and trust everything that you've been doing on a daily basis. And I think that's always a trick, and that's it's easy to say it's hard to do. The 49ers will play their second-year quarterback, Trey Lance. Head coach Kyle Shanahan says you'll also see some of San Francisco's other starters. I'd like to get guys to play in this game, mainly because I don't want them to play in the second game. You know, going to scrimmage a team um, more into the scrimmage than the game, and then to have a chance to get them to play in a game four days after that versus Houston. When we get back Sunday morning, will be tough, so that's why I don't want them to play much in that game. So hopefully a little in one, a little in three, and then we'll have 17 days to get ready for week one. That's 49 head coach Kyle Shanahan. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. Welcome back. It is the Bill Michaels Show. Ben Kenny, Zach Halperin here with you. Preseason week one coming up tonight. The Packers play at 730 Eastern, 6.30 Central, 7.30 Central, Central. oh, 7.30 Central on NFL Network, Packers.com, local television as well. Two and a half point underdogs, the Packers are, over-under is now at 36. Uh, It's climbing. In that game, I like the under if I were to degenerately bet on the preseason, but I do have two best bets for tonight, and they both come in the Falcons-Lions game at 5 o'clock also on NFL Network. If there is one thing that a rah-rah crazy head coach will bring, it is guys playing their ass off in the preseason. Will it, will it translate to winning in the regular season? I don't know, but they're on hard knocks. They are a likable team in my eyes. They are two-and-a-half-point favorites against the lowly Falcons or the Falcons second stringers tonight. I love that. I also love the Lions team total over 18 and a half. You can find that at minus 110. So generational wealth is, is what I set out to create when I give my bets. When it comes to golf bets, they don't go so well, but that's okay. It's a tough sport. I haven't done it much with football, but I feel great. Lions win by a field goal tonight, and they go over 18 and a half. So you're saying just because of Dan Campbell and the fire that he brings, they're going to win. That It's going gonna, it's gonna to result in wins in the preseason. Yeah. Okay, they went, they went 0-3 in the preseason last year. That's okay. That was when he was just starting out. The roster wasn't great. That's Still. fine. Okay, all right. Um, I like the rest of their coaching staff. I like the, their team. I like a little bit. I don't know if their starters are playing, but, you know, they're fine. All right. No, I'm just saying, like, if that's, like, the idea behind it, Dan Campbell's going to bring fire, and so they're going to be good in the preseason. Eh. Well, I'll let you under the hood a little bit, too. It's not like oh, I can please. break down the X's and O's of – what the second stringers and backups really? look like. Didn't you watch hard knocks? I did. I, I could tell you who I like, but I can't say they're going to be better than the Falcons, second stringers, uh, whatever. <laughs> I want the line. Like I I'm rooting for the lions a little bit okay. because I like them. Uh, Are you Desmond Ritter guy though? No. Okay. Never so have. That, that's why you don't like that. Yeah, that's why you're not a big fan of the Falcons. Though. Yeah. I just, the Falcons are a mess except for Kyle Pitts. Didn't they? They added another. Uh, who's the other guy? They Drake added? London. Yes. Oh, you're not. I forgot. You're not a Drake London guy. My bad. Nah. You do not like him. I did. They got two beasts out there. I'm not, I, they're gonna moss some people tonight. I bet. Yeah. They, it's gonna be cool. I'm gonna watch it. I, I can't Falcons. wait. I got Falcons. Okay. Uh, Easy money. Straight up. Not even with the points. Easy money. All right. Show bet. There you go. Falcons Lions tonight. I don't know the stakes. Maybe we'll figure it out. We'll be back. 
three more hours. Bill Michael Show. I'm Ben Kenny. He's Zach Heilprin. Coming up next. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.